Hey, this is Evan Marquette, steady coach for smart, strong, successful women and your personal trainer for love. This is the Love You Podcast where you can learn everything you need to know about dating, relationships, sex, and men from a man's point of view. But it's never enough to just have a man's point of view, which is why I brought in a very, very good friend of mine, dating and relationship expert, Vedic astrologer, Carol Allen. Let's hear it for her. Ah, um, thank you. And, um, so happy to be here. This Hi. is This is my, my third interview. Um, I made the top three. Well, again, the only reason I interviewed the other ones is because you introduced me. Um, <laughs> Carol is the center of the dating and relationship universe. She is the sun around which all the other planets revolve. Oh, yeah, pretty much, yeah. And, um, <laughs> and is, 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 is truly one of my best friends in the world. Her advice is so sound, and she's Aww. the kind of person who really walks the walk. She's got a 20-year a marriage um, 20 years ago. Let's just say I was not nowhere close to where I am right now. Well, so. I am a little older than you are. So Only there, a little there's bit. There's that. you got to figure it out younger. So True. Um, just before we dive into the dating and relationship stuff, um, why don't you tell me how you, how, you know, the, the two-minute version of how you became you? Well, like you, I was my own first customer. So I did everything wrong for a really long time. Uh, uh, and was obsessed with romance from a very young age because, you know, we're sort of spoon-fed it in all our TV shows and books and fairy tales. Uh, so I always had this huge longing. And, uh, and so long story short, it was just my destiny, I guess. <laughs> uh, in my early 20s, I was really struggling kind of in every area for the first time really in my life. That's, I was one of those that's what the 20s are for. Totally. I had my quarter-life crisis big time. And so I was at a party, and a friend said, oh, my gosh, there's this amazing guy here. He does something called Vedic Astrology, whatever the heck that was. And uh, she said, I've been going to him for over a decade, and he's astonishing. And so I had a session, and I have to say it was pretty astonishing. And he told me exactly what I was going through, exactly how I felt. And I was so fascinated. I said, I want to study this. And it just so happened as luck would have it, that there was a school for it six blocks from my house. It was the only one in the United States. And so That they, was in the stars. It, that had, was, it, it had to happen that way. It was fate. What totally. about the poor little girl in Kansas City who wants to do that? Well, now she can do it online. Okay. She can get a million books. But back then, it would have been difficult. I mean, this was before computers, thank yeah. you very much. I mean, we I used to calculate everything by hand. Uh, and very quickly, thankfully, computers and software came in. And so I just started giving readings and... Pretty soon that snowballed, and I quickly noticed all anybody wanted to talk about was love. And they would call and say, oh, I just want to talk about my real estate transaction or my, you know, mammogram. But it would <laughs> always end up a boy-girl or girl-girl or boy-boy sure. conversation. Uh, and so it quickly became apparent to me that I needed to figure this stuff out because what I couldn't help but notice is most people had no clue what they were doing. And it was shocking, you know, people that were successful in every other way had pretty abysmal love lives. And so I started taking all kinds of trainings and workshops and... Now you are a sponge for information. I, you should see the library of books that she brought in today. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, uh, really, you know, I, I, I like to think I read more than everybody, but I think you might be the I think o I used only to. person who, who, who reads more than I do. Hmm. I think I used to read more than everybody. Now that you know everything, it's like there's a little less incentive. Well, you hit sort of like, you get saturated <laughs> and you hit a certain point where what you're doing works. I mean, I feel very happy with what I've learned and what I know. And I feel like uh, I'm pretty, you know, I, I feel like after 25 years of talking to people that. You got it. I, I've heard it all. And 
and as much as we like to think we're all, as our friend Samantha Bennett calls it, like super special snowflakes, right? <laughs> we have some universal things in common, sure. and the rules of relationships really work pretty much for everybody. I think that's one of the things that's, uh, that, that's challenging is in the super special snowflake school of thought, um, my program Love You, people are like, well, is it going to work for me? Uh -huh. You know, I'm 60, and I'm like, but men are still men, <laughs> right? right? Like it's, yes, you're in a different life circumstance, and right. you're going to deal with, you know, um, you know, uh, ex-wives and and alimony and you know, and health issues and right. erectile dysfunction. It's going to say ED, right? <laughs> you know, it's all there. Right. At the same time, the dynamic between two people and how well they get along and how well they compromise and their masculine and feminine energy and their self-awareness and their, their humility and their selflessness. And communication right, that's, and that, stages that, of relationship. That has, right. Right. Like, right. That doesn't deserve its own program. Right. Right. To talk about erectile dysfunction. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe that's another coach, but for the most part, people's issues are universal. And, right. you know, kudos to you for like saying, okay, I got that. <laughs> <laughs> because cause I, I think, especially in the self-help community, you have people who are such seekers right. that they they never stop to say, "Oh, okay." Right. You know, I, I'm. You know, we're all works in progress. But at a certain point, you could drive yourself crazy with. Oh yeah. I need to know the next thing. Sure. Right. In, in, in the business part of this, right, the internet marketing part of it. Right. I need I need to be on to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing, and you never take a, a moment to stop and smell the roses. So mm. if you are in a happy marriage and you have a very successful business practice, the last thing. I would want to do at the end of the day is read another book about dating and relationships. Pretty much. <laughs> but I do. When a good com one comes along, okay. I do, for sure. But, yeah. So this is how you became you. And yep. then you started giving readings, giving dating and relationship right. advice. And then it blossomed. And using it in my own life. Right. Okay. So, so yeah. We, we're going to dovetail the story between you and your husband right. and your career. So. Okay. So I met my husband when I was in the heart of my Dark Night of the Soul. My, I met him at 23. And he was my first kind of grown-up relationship. And he was older, so that was fun too. And uh, and we really struggled. We really struggled. I did a lot of kind of typical girl stuff where I would like not say what I was thinking, not say what I was thinking, not say I was think what I was thinking until my hair was on fire. And then I would approach him with hair on fire, right? And with all this drama, I would knock on his door at two in the morning crying, you know? It's a great way to start a conversation. Yeah. Nothing, what, what could go wrong there? Right. So I would like people please and squelch yeah. what I needed Deny to say. Deny your feelings and then have them. And then explode yeah. like, you know, Medusa. And um, it just didn't go so good, right? And uh, so- he, he stuck with you. He did. Now I will say, my husband, he's, he was one of those guys that was like, oh, I'm never gonna murder, I'm never having kids. Be a lifelong bachelor, and he said the minute he met me, he was like, "Oh no!" You guys, you guys broke a lot of rules. We like, did. like this is all triggering all my like, "Don't do that! Don't do that! Don't do that!" I mean, right? Oh, completely. Yeah. And you know, he was a guy in his twenties. He was an actor. He was a musician. He was kind of living the rock and roll life. He was up all night and sleeping all day. He was doing all that nonsense. Sure. And that's all high risk. Playing in nightclubs and touring north. Like he was really doing it yeah. on MTV. Like stadium tour like he had a great time and it was so much fun for me i was like oh this is my awesome 20 something fling right yeah. so i didn't take it too seriously which is how i could break the rules because i was like eh, whatever that doesn't matter so when he would give me the i'm never getting married speech i was like don't flatter yourself 
<laughs> but it's so cute because he says the minute he met me, he knew I was his wife. And he was like, ugh, the jig is up, right? Like, there goes that version of how things Another thing I tell people not to pay too much to attention to is the guy who just knows. But, right, there's always, there's oh, always, there's always an example of think, that story working out. I think men's intuition is better than women's. Honestly, I've had so many men tell me they knew the minute they saw the back of her head. They knew the minute they heard her voice on the phone. They knew the minute they heard her name. They knew, and I know it's you're not. It destroys me. It's just, I, I, know. I know. I know it's real, right? I know. It's, it's it's a percentage of the population. The only problem is that everybody wants that to be them. I know. They want the guy who just knows, and as a right. guy who didn't just know, and right. as you know, is really really happy. Oh, I, I, I know. I have to. I have to preach the opposite because the because it requires a little more thought than the guy who just knows. Well, so what you want to do is you want to have that stand the test of time. Yeah. So I didn't marry my husband for seven years. Yeah. Like, I made sure he kept knowing and yeah. kept knowing and kept sure. knowing. But, so we were a mess yeah. because I didn't have any skills and he was young. And I like, I like that word, skills. Right? When right. Nobody talks about dating a relationship as a skill. We think playing piano is a skill. Mm -hmm. This is, not, you know, just because everybody in the world can procreate and get, fall in love and get married, doesn't mean there's not a serious skill involved in choosing and maintaining a relationship. Oh, so huge. I'm just glad that you yeah. use that specific phrase because it sounds technical. Right. Right. The skills that you had at age 24 are not the skills that you possess at age. Uh. Right. <laughs> <laughs> How kind of you. I do um, what I can. At 34. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah. So so I had the unique experience of being with someone, same guy, you know. This set, of, this set of skills, right, this skill set, we broke up. He was ready to get married. I was like, what? Like, huh? You know, I wasn't ready. I was young and confused. And I hadn't dated enough. I hadn't been around enough. Women need to sow their oats too, mm -hmm. right? So we broke up. He went off into the sunset and it was very quickly with like this amazing, beautiful singer-songwriter, gorgeous. Named not Carol. Named not, not named Carol. Yes. <laughs> like, I was That's like, how she's known in our family is not Carol. <laughs> Yeah, so I was like, oh, wow, okay, I guess I have to try something else now. And so I was so heartbroken that I went and got a ton of training. And then when we came back together four years later, miraculously, right when my chart said, by the way, that I would get married, <clears throat> um, he, he said to me after like three months, he said, I cannot believe how much you've matured. Like, I cannot believe the difference in over time. And I said, oh, it wasn't time. It was it was skills. It was information that made me a better partner. That is inspiring. And we're going to use that opportunity to take a break uh, to the next segment of the Love You podcast. My name is Evan Marcatz. This is the fabulous Carol Allen. And we will be right back. Hey, this is Evan Marquette, dating coach for smart, strong, successful women, your personal trainer for love. Welcome back to the Love You podcast with my very special guest, Carol Allen. And we were talking about the skill of dating. I think it was actually one of the first podcasts I did, if you go back into the archives, is dating a skill. Uh, Carol has been known her husband for over 25 years, been married for 20, um, went through a rocky patch in her relationships, and uh, now is one of the premier experts in the world in giving dating and relationship advice through the lens of astrology. So I really want to uh, bring this back to how Carol can help you um, as opposed to, you know, our, our personal stories, which are relevant as to how we got here, but not as focused. So when you talk about dating skills, uh -huh. right, what's, 
where, where does one begin in assessing what's wrong? Because it's hard to fix a problem if you don't even know what the problem is. If the problem is, right. I'm so miserable with men, that's well, kind of broad. Right. How, how do you go get in there and, and figure out where to begin? Wow. Well, you just look at what are, you, what are your results, right? Like what's happening? And I'm also a fan when a woman, you know, a lot of women come to me and they say, I go on a lot of first dates but no second dates. Or I go on a lot of like... I have a lot of three-month relationships, but nothing longer. And I'm a fan of saying to those women, hey, call those guys up and go, you know what? You're such a great guy, and it would really mean, it would be so helpful for me. And I, there's, you can say whatever, you know, whatever was true for you. Honestly, it would be a help to me. I'm trying to grow. I'm trying to learn. This I'm is the Rachel the Greenwald exit interview from Have, him, brilliant. At, have him at Hello. The, you could ask every dating relationship expert in the world for their opinion, but... It's not your ex who, right. who knows you and, and your, right. your, your, your flaws. And maybe it had, you know, you may have discovered it has nothing to do with you. Um, but the best source of information is the person who you were dating as to what your patterns and are. And isn't she the one that also wrote Why He Never Called You Back? That was in that book. Okay. Right. So it was, it was called uh, Why He Didn't Call You Back, uh -huh. retitled Have Him at Hello. Oh, interesting. Where she interviewed a thousand guys uh -huh. and pioneered in order to get the information for the book. She could have just talked to me, but she interviewed a thousand guys, <laughs> right, to arrive at the same conclusions, right? My book was Why He Disappeared. It's kind of the same stuff. Well, what I loved, <laughs> except for you're a better writer, no, that's what right. I love. Rachel Greenwald's great. I think it's, 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 a, it's, it's a useful concept. And I teach the exit interview in Love You. Uh huh. Right? Nice. Usually not three months later, but if you had a great first date with a guy uh -huh. and a week goes by and they're like, looks like this guy's not calling me, while he's fresh in your mind, call him up, ask for feedback, say that you're a big girl, you want the truth, wow. you're always trying to improve, uh, you're not trying to get him back, or just give him permission to tell you the truth. Oh, um, I wasn't that attracted to you, or you wouldn't let me talk the whole night, or mm. um, you showed no physical interest in me whatsoever, or, or I'm still hung up on my ex-girlfriend and I didn't realize it until I was out with you, which, right. might, which is just as viable. Sure. Right? But true information comes from going to the source. It's a common part at a restaurant. Right. So I'm sorry I interrupted you. No, no, no. I love that you teach women that. I completely agree. And, uh, and I think it can be so valuable because our, we don't see ourselves. We don't know how we necessarily impact other people and and you know it's like that famous saying what what happened is your answer you know what's happening is your answer so so look at what's happening or what's happened and um, and the other thing about her work uh, that we were just quoting is women overwhelmingly think when a guy isn't gonna call them oh it's something about him oh he's not that serious about a relationship even though he's just paid a high-end matchmaker thousands of dollars right oh he's not in the right place in his life oh he's whatever it's easier but overwhelmingly the men said no no no. she said or did something 85 percent of the time that a guy didn't call back it was because of something that happened on the date right and women have no idea often. And, so and, and by the way, we could flip this whole thing around. This is not a sure. woman blaming thing. Sure. When you choose not to go out with a guy, there's right. usually a reason. It's not right. just, oh, there's no chemistry. There's usually a thing that you could point to that right. he said or did right. that made you say, eh, not for me. He was nervous. Whatever it is. Too much. He, Whatever he it is. Pay it's, for the valet. It's specific. Right. Right. So it stands to reason if there's a specific reason that you're not choosing guys when they court you. There's a specific reason they're not choosing you either, but until you learn what that is, it's really hard right. to make any improvements. Right. And there are some nor there are some things that are pretty typical. There's like five things she came up with that are like overwhelmingly, yes, and yes. I have to say I completely agree. So in in my work, I attract two kinds of women, and I'm sure you do too. I either attract the smart, strong, successful women, sure. right? 
the women you love they, to focus on. They have everything but the guy. And they're proactive, they're positive, they're strong, they're independent, they're go-getters. And on dates, what Rachel found out is overwhelmingly they're bossy. So they're like, don't park there, park here. Don't order that, order this. You know who you need to call, Bob, about your job, you know? <laughs> they give advice, they, uh, they have a better idea. Again, and it's not bad or it's not bad or wrong. It's it's masculine. I, I hear right. that and I'm like, sounds like me. Right. <laughs> and if you give that guy a chance to really get to know you and connect with you, by the fifth date, if you do that, he's not going to mind, right? But everybody's going home now to 17 new emails from 17 new people on the the, per, the perception of choice. Right. So everybody feels like love is just, you know. Uh, a, a left swipe away or a right swipe away. A right swipe in this case. Exactly. So, <laughs> I've been married since the earth cooled, as we like to say, <laughs> before the internet, before personal computers. So, 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 on one hand, we've got the smart, strong, successful women who, right. who lead with masculine right. energy. On the other hand, right. I kind of know where you're going. And then but... on the other hand, because I do something woo-woo, right, I attract the spiritual girls, mm -hmm. right? And they're intuitive, they're often introverted, they have this rich emotional life, they're deep and soulful, and they make meaning out of everything, and they follow their feelings. So more than looking at a man's behavior, they go, do I like him? Do I, oh my God, I like him. Oh, chemistry, woo, right? And when they get hurt, they get devastated. Yes. So when normal dating stuff occurs, instead of going, ah, whatever, next, they go, <gasps> But I liked him. And then they don't date for seven years. Yep. I'm, and I'm actually not kidding. They don't I, date for seven years, I, ten years. You do not have to convince me. Somehow they find me too. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's not just you. It's, I think if you take a broad cross-section of women, I mean, you can't just put everybody into two small buckets. Right. right? But a broad cross-section of women, you're going to find uh, sensitive, introverted, feminine feelers Right. right, who just don't have the stomach for, you know, getting on match, getting rejected, right. going out with a new guy every week. It's the, too the, hard the, for the them. The process right. is too draining. So the easiest thing to do is opt out. Right. Me and my cats. Right. We're good. No one could hurt us. Which is an awesome backup plan, by the way. I'm all for cats. Yes. <laughs> this is not an anti-cat screen. It's my favorite. This was originally going to be called the Pro Cat Podcast <laughs> with cats K A T Z. Well, you know. But you know what I just I learned on Facebook is that you guys dance to Love Cats at your wedding. Dude, we didn't just that dance to Love the, Cats at our wedding. That's our license that plate. That was the best <laughs> idea. That's our license plate is the Love Cats. How did I not know this? That is so because cute. Because why would you be looking at my license plate? So that would be kind of weird. cute. You'd so have to cute. be driving behind me. I'd have to me. be following you, you could, we're, um, we're having a birthday party. You can come over. You can see the both cars are the Love Cats license plates. <gasps> okay, that's the cutest thing ever. Dork. Anyway, so those are the two women that I tend to overwhelmingly yes. hear from. And so helping the sensitive women kind of roll with the punches a little bit more, not take it all so seriously, and know that it's what everyone goes through. Yes. You know, and that it's not so unique to them. They're not a super special snowflake. No, well, it's, it's hard because everybody is, right, special in their own special way. But of what, course. what they're going through is, is, is almost mundanely normal. Totally. Right? right. There's not a person who, who's, who's gone through the dating process without getting nicked up or rejected or feeling sad right. or having their expectations subverted or someone shows up and doesn't look like their date or someone who seems promising doesn't call back. And right. There's, Super it's, it, is, it, is, it is predictable as, you know, the sun rising in the morning. Right. Um, and so, 
you know, how, how, do you how do you provide them that mindset shift, uh -huh. right? You know, I do it through sheer logic, right? right? But you're softer than I am. How do you get them to that place? Well, I quote you a lot. <laughs> I actually do. Uh, and I, you know, I talk about data. I'm a big fan of yeah, statistics. Yeah, I know, you are. Since I do something so completely, you know, invalid in the eyes of most of the world and science and all religion, blah, 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 except for Hinduism, thank you very much. Uh, since I do something, you know, I love to counter with with data. And I love to say, look, and the this data isn't my opinion. And data reinforces what you already have, right? I mean, that's 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 right. the neat thing is, right. you know, your your take on astrology right. really dovetails with the data that, that I would routinely cite on my blog. Right. So, you know, so it's a combination of, of telling them like what relationship research has discovered. So, for example, for the sensitive girls, the average happily married woman went out three times a week to find her guy, right? Which is more than I would re recommend. Made but a big effort. Yes. Like really made a big effort. Doesn't happen when you're sitting home alone. Made a commitment. Like, and I love you when you say, you know, oh, what? You think a guy's going to like look across a crowded room? What room? Your living room? Right? <laughs> How often is your living room crowded? You know, with possible guys, right? Great with, suitors. With smart, strong, successful men who are just dying to have a commitment with you. Right, right. So, so I love teaching women all that sort of practical stuff, and then I love with the with the badass babes going, mm. hey, you know what? Like, they would love to connect with your with your heart and your soul, and if you're just talking about opinions and ideas, they can't really like get a sense of your essence. You know, like. And it's actually, in my experience, easier to get the powerhouses to soften. But they want to than soften. Than it is to get the they, sensitive girls to toughen up. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. The, the, you know, because most of the alpha women that I, I work with, they really, you know, that's that's their survival mechanism. This is what I do to pay the bills. This is right. how I've gotten everywhere in the world. And a lot of the time, this it's a, a compensation. Right. It's a, well, it's right. also, but it's it's a huge part of my identity. This is who I am. Right. Right? I don't want to be told to, to turn that off, but it is exhausting to always have to be on and the one making the plans and with the opinions. And sometimes I just want a guy to take control. Why can't I have an right. alpha man? Right. Right. Why can't I just sit back and be the girl for once? Well, and they can, but they but, have to learn how. And, and, and that's tricky. And right. so with that, we're going to throw it <laughs> to a commercial break. Before there's commercial, there will be commercials on the show one day, but right now we're just going to take a break. We're going to come back with the Love You podcast with Evan Marquez and Carol Allen right after this. Hey, this is Evan Marquez, dating coach for smart, strong, successful women, your personal trainer for love, back with Carol Allen, Vedic astrologer, dating and relationship expert, and really good friend. So, um, We've established that uh, there's, a, there's a whole spectrum of, of issues that people have when it comes to dating and relationship. One yep. of the biggest things is that people don't have the awareness to, to know how they're coming across. Right. Uh, they don't realize that dating is, a, is, is actually a skill. Relationships are a skill Absolutely. to cultivate. Um, and they don't even know where to begin. Right? I'm a smart, strong, successful woman. I don't want to change. There's nothing wrong with me. Right. Uh, and I'm, I've been beat up. I'm a doormat. I'm ready to give up on dating relationships and men forever. Right. Um, you come at this through the prism of astrology. Right. How does that help illuminate their situation and get them to a happier place? Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, that's such a great question. And again, forgive me because I, I don't even okay. know. I don't even know how to phrase astrology no, questions. No, that's fantastic. It's not my... You said it perfectly. Okay. So you know, it said uh, over the temple at Delphi, it says, "Know thyself." Right. So 
one of the greatest things we can do for ourselves is to, is to know who we are, our strengths and weaknesses, what we need. And I think as we're on this journey and we're trying to find love and we're trying to have the lives that we want, we figure out who we are. But it, it's like a lifelong thing, right? So I was just talking about the two kinds of women that seek me out the most. And what I, I don't try to change those people. I don't say to sensitive women, stop being sensitive. That would be totally unfair. And frankly, everyone in their lives has said that to them, right? Yeah. Well, you, get, you, you, you work with what you got, right? right? This is the clay you're given. Right. You can't, there's no point in trying and to so change people. And so what, what, what I want to help them do is recognize the gifts that their sensitivity brings. And one of them is amazing intuition. And, you know, what so many people do is they want love so badly and they long for connection so much because we're built for it and we're social animals, right? And we're not, we're not able to go years with no love. Like, that's... Solid, solitary confinement would probably be about the worst. It's devastating, yeah. right? So I like to help them figure out what's going to work for them. So like they often will say to me, "Internet dating is horrible," and I'm like, "Okay," because they, they take it too hard. It's too sensitive. They're too sensitive. So I'll I'll say like, "What kind of man do you want? Where would he be? Can you join a group where you get to know people over time, where you have a lot of support in the group, where it's not just you?" Do they ever say yes? You know, they do. Because that's usually they the do. hardest thing is everybody hates online dating. And says, I just want to meet a guy in real life. And I'm like, all right, tell me about real life. Right. And there's, z there's like zero men built into it. Exactly. Right? right. But they want it. Right. And they won't do what I'm asking them to do. So well, like, like, know, we I, I see that a lot. Well, we were lied to, right? We were yeah. told it should magically happen, that you don't have to do anything. When you least expect it. And that it's just like, and you know, I deal in like the destiny fate world, right? Yes. So people are like, well, if it's destiny, then I don't have to do anything. I can just like... Be at ah. home, and he will ring my doorbell, and I'm like, right, but he'll be a pizza delivery guy. Yes, he will be wearing the brown UPS outfit. Right, or he'll be a gardener. Like, not that there's <laughs> anything wrong with that, but you might like that, That's you know. who rings your doorbell. Yeah. When you're home. Right. The meter man, you know. And so, you know, because the other thing women overwhelmingly also tell me is they want a guy with money, right? And in, you know, we're in L.A. Elephant in the room. We're in L.A. It's an expensive town, right? And life is expensive, let's be honest. Sure. Life in the West. It helps. And you can have a much better time with a guy if there's resources, right? And so when they say I want a guy with money, I'm like, okay, great. Good that you know that. Know thyself. So do you live in a wealthy area? No. Do you have rich friends? No. Do you have a high-powered career? Sometimes, I'm, you know. I'm looking for someone to save me. Sometimes, right? Yes. Um, do you go to resorts? No. Do you go to charity events? No. Do you play golf? No. Do you play tennis? No. Are you in a private club? No. Are you, do you go to, do you have lunch at private airports? No. Do you travel to exotic locations? No. So I'm like, how are you going to find this guy? He's not at Whole gonna, Foods. His assistant is, right? So. Well, the, the answer, I mean, if there is an answer, it is online dating. That is the only way that when, when real. It is not when, the only when, way. When real but life. It's the best way. When real life does not give you what you want, right. the way to take it into control is, and again, I'm not big on, on hitting up guys with money. I'm big on guys with character and right. kindness and consistency and commitment. Right. But if you can right. find both, you will have an awesome life. <laughs> um, so. I, I'm, I'm gonna, not going to use this podcast to push back on that. So these women have, are looking for guys with money. They don't want to do online dating. They're not around people with money. Where does... Can I just remind them that I married a musician and an actor? So I'm not like, you know. I got it. Okay. <laughs> I know who you married. 
but but wouldn't but, change him. But for I, I'm st- I'm still struggling anything. for the for the piece of it. What's 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 the advice? And again, is it in the stars? It's what's, know what's thyself. The thing? Okay, so you want money, you know, or you want a smart guy? So you're living you in a fantasy. Is what you're saying? Guy, no. Figure out a strategy that will support that vision. So you want an athletic guy? Join a ski club, join a hiking group, join a tennis club. If I was single, I would join a tennis club that fast. What I don't get is you have these women who want a rich savior. And again, it, you know, it's the old grandmother's thing. If you can marry a rich guy, why marry a poor guy? Like, <laughs> I, get, I, I get that. But they don't want to date online. Um, they don't have any access right. to successful men. Right. What, what is the answer? When again, I'm I'm just a, you know, busy single middle class mom, you know, trying to trying to get by. How does she create opportunity to meet the 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 man of her dreams and back into that? Well, whether it's a rich guy or an athletic guy or a smart guy, okay. I just want to help women think more but strategically. They, what if they want all of them? <laughs> well, raises the bar. Hey, good for, luck. Go for it. Dream you big. Can, you can try. You can certainly try. Yeah, so uh, so I just want to help women get out of the thinking of it should magically happen. It Got should it. just that's the point. You know, it should just I don't have to do anything. I made my vision board. Right, I'm doing my affirmations, and by the way, I'm a fan of all that sure. stuff. Me I'm too. a new age girl, so and you know I'm also really a fan of um, of the law of Goya. Get off your ass, right? <laughs> okay, Goya the painter. Okay, sure, you could throw in a painting too. Um, so whatever kind of guy you want, think of where he would be and then join that stuff. Do those things. Be in that environment. And this is kind of a new idea to people. They actually don't think that way. They think that way about career stuff. Sure. They think that way about other goals. But, it, you know, pers- our personal lives feel so personal. And I used to do this, as you know, I interviewed you 10 years ago on an internet radio show that yes. I had. And I interviewed hundreds of experts, overwhelmingly all of us agree that people say this is the most important thing in their lives. They don't act like it's it. It's true. So, you know, you start your beautiful book, Believe in Love, with the story of a guy saying to you, if I had a gun to your head, you could get a job, right? You were in a career crisis, and you were arguing, no, 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 but I've done everything, no, 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 but I've tried it. And he's like, I have a gun <laughs> to your head. And you went out and got a job. And it's the same it is. It's, kind it's, of idea. It, it's, it's treating it with a, with a sense of uh, of urgency and uh, priority. The best the best definition, and I've used this before. It's not mine. The, the the best definition I've ever heard of happiness is when your actions are aligned with your goals. Mm. Right. So if your goal is right, I always use this example. It's actually about myself. If your goal is to be around people, and you choose a job as a night watchman. You really can't complain that you're not happy. You've chosen, you've right. t- taken an action that takes you away from people. Yeah. Says the writer who's always alone. Um, uh, if your goal is to fall in love and get married, and there are no action and, steps to get... And all get, you're doing is working. To get you there. Right. Right. Your actions are not aligned with your goals. You can't be surprised that you're not happy. You may be fulfilled in one aspect of your life, but the big, the big happiness, right? Mm. All the studies that show that happily married people are the happiest people of all. Right. Right. That happiness is worth a, a you know, hap- hundred thousand dollars a year. Hundred thousand. I mean, this is real stuff. Right. That we sort of like. No, I'm fine, because it's easier not to. My life is good as it is. There's no risk. No one. Right. No one's going to break my heart. Right. If I'm very competent at my job and I go on my vacations with my girlfriends and 
I can't get hurt by a guy. There's no X factor. There's no variable. Right. But, and but it, 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 it sets a lower ceiling. You don't get here. You just this is right. as high as you could achieve. Well, and again, I'm an astrologer, right? So step sometimes back. it's the right thing to take a break and yes. just focus on your friends. Tell, tell and me, your tell goals. me about that. Okay. Because again, that's your area of expertise. Right. It's, it's it's my blind spot. It's what I don't what I don't understand or get. Right. So, how can Vedic astrology um, explain? when it's time to take a break because i'm sure a lot of people are like i bet it's time right now <laughs> right. give me a reading to just validate that how this I is feel. a bad year i really want to take a break now right how does that right. work so or is it too no, no, complicated no. it's great it's a great question so we all come in to this life with a map and crazy as it sounds your map and it, and it has a train schedule <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna mix my metaphors here. Sure, I'm. I'm so you have a map. Uh, it's also got a weather report. <laughs> it's also got Doppler maps, right? The Doppler 3000. Doppler wow. 3000. See now, now I'm oh following. Oh my god. Okay, good. Okay, awesome. This map shows who you are, your okay. strengths and weaknesses, your personality. Swear to God. Then the train schedule shows what happens to you and when. Okay. And then the Doppler Max shows like you know, the, the weather, so to, so to speak, like the climate it, for this, is it sunny? Is yeah. it rainy? Is it, you know, so sometimes people's charts show that they're easily hurt and they're late bloomers in love, which by the way, you are. So you got married. I, late. I got, I got a reading right before I got married and you got married at a perfect age for a late bloomer in love. You want to be at least 35. How old were you? I was 35 or 36. Okay. Yeah. My husband was 30. Five when I married him in his chart too, late bloomer in love, and so so your your chart says uh, your your disposition, your nature, and then your train schedule says what's going to happen when. Well, there are cycles that I call love blocking cycles. When you're in a love blocking cycle, you can hire every matchmaker. You can be on 17 internet dating sites. You can swipe all day long. Won't make a difference. You can join the gym. You can have all the plastic surgery in the world. You know, you can flirt with strangers constantly and all you will do is exhaust yourself and reinforce a core belief that most of us have that I'm never going to get what I want, you know? Could I jump in? Yes. Um, and I'm gonna, I don't even know if it's appropriate for me to jump in because this right is ahead. your area of expertise. No, no problem. That's very validating to anybody who wants to hear that. Right? Well, like, but I haven't said the second part yet. Okay. But because, because my concern is... People are going to hear this. It, it becomes, yeah, right. again, I don't want to contradict you. Right. Right. But my concern is someone hears this and it's like, that's the free license to say, Never mind. I'm not going to get off my ass. Right. Time is wrong. Right. I, all the stars have to be aligned for me to do anything. Right. So I'm going like, to build in the, here's my, here's my three-year window where I do nothing. I right. focus on myself. Right. So th that's my only concern with it. It's not validating whether it's true or real or not. It's just, it feels like a safe excuse to do nothing. So here's what I wish. Does it make sense? Totally. And it's a super fair question. Here's what I wish people would do. I wish people would get in touch with what do they want and then what I wish is they would take life one day at a time. Treat your life like it's a 12-step program, please. Take it one day at a time. So you might feel like I'm burnt out, dating isn't getting me what I want, I'm starting to become bitter and hardened, yeah. right? Take when a step back, Al. When you're like yeah. that, I don't care if it's work you're like that about, dieting, You're not doing anybody any favors. Right. You've got to do something to refill the well, yeah. but what you don't want to do is, is create a narrative, like for the next three years, to quote you, I'm not going to date at all. I want you to be present in your present life day to day and stay open to possibilities. So for example. So your chart isn't 
written in stone destiny, right? It's not. It's not. I like, didn't say that. I'm saying it's impossible. It's no, literally it's impossible to fall in love have... during that w the love blocking oh, window. Oh, you can fall in love anytime. I was just saying because. I mean, I just told a story on Facebook about how my wife got pregnant when a doctor said she couldn't get pregnant. I mean, right. like, there's always... I love that. There's always exceptions to rules, but I, it's important to know the rules, but and that's why i getting pregnant would have been in her chart at that time. <laughs> By the way. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so, it's not that, you know, it's not that your chart is so fixed and therefore follow it blindly. It's that we need to enjoy our lives, right? Mm -hmm. And so just because you're in a time that's not necessarily a marriage time or not necessarily, like, I call it the whole enchilada time. Okay. Doesn't mean you can't have a nice taco, right? It doesn't mean you can't enjoy your life. Okay. And so I want to get people out of this like all or nothing kind of thinking. And Me you too. run into this too, where sure. women are like, I'm going to be married within a year, right? Yeah, that's that. I'm going to be pregnant within a year with a guy I don't even know yet, yeah. right? Yeah, we're setting arbitrary goals and we're setting ourselves up for failure. And you're telling yourself a narrative as though you're in charge of it. And in this part of your life, guess what? There's another person involved. Yes. Or maybe there's several other persons involved, right? Yes. And so you have to give up control. And I want you to just be... It's both. It's take control and give up control well, simultaneously. It's... Being proactive and letting go of the outcome. Being a little zen about it. Totally. Being very Bhagavad Gita about it, right? If it's, you will, which I will not. Right. <laughs> um, so, so, again... It's do your best and let go of results. Yes. Now, you said there's the love, you talked about two things. There's the love blocking time. What was the other point that I didn't let you get out? Oh, so I call it seasons of love. Okay. And that's, that's when. Right. <laughs> 100 million, whatever the song is. I don't care. I, I, I could do the, I don't know what it says. I could do the. 25 hours. Right. I saw, I saw the original <laughs> cast production when I was living in New York. I saw the Neil Patrick Harris version when I came out here. I was in a wedding where a choir sang that song. It was so awesome. That's beautiful. It was amazing. Yeah, it was perfect. Anyway, Seasons of Love. Seasons of Love. Don't get me singing. I right. Bring it back. <laughs> Don't make me sing. <laughs> Kristen Wiig. Okay, so there are times in your weather report, okay. Doppler Max is happy, right? And in your train schedule where you're on the love train, right? And where all of a sudden... You might meet that person across the crowded room. You might have that kismet experience mm -hmm. in line at Starbucks. And, and our, love, our love map or our reading would theoretically be able to tell us that. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And so this is when I say to women, I don't care how you feel, be proactive. So Make I, an effort. The, again, I, I, because I'm a you know, metaphor guy, it feels to me like this is the equivalent of an ovulation kit. Kind of. <laughs> right? This is your time. You have, a, you have a 24-hour window. Right. Have sex three times. <laughs> this is your best chance this month. That's is that a great analogy. Some, something like that? That's is you're a, tracking your fertility? It's not a, impossible at another time, but that's, it's a that's a great a analogy. particularly fertile time for love. It's a great analogy. Yeah, that's what I'm here for. Yeah, because I have no idea otherwise what you're talking about. But yeah, so what what happens in my work is women come to me and they're on the career train, and oh, okay, I'm gonna mix my metaphors again. They're on a train, right? Mm -hmm. And they're in San Francisco. And they really want their husband. And I'm like, guess what? He's in San Diego. And the train you're on is going to take a year to get to San Diego. And there's nothing wrong with you. You haven't failed. You know, they come to me after they've done yeah. calling in the one, sure. 
RL Ford soulmate secret. Sure. They've maybe hired 17 other coaches. They've been online for five years. They're ready to kill themselves, right? And they come to me and I go, honey, you're in San Francisco. Your husband's in San Diego. It's going to take you. This train, you're on a year to get there. And Give nothing a break. is wrong with you. Yes. And he's still coming. I just went to a wedding a week and a half ago. So beautiful. And she came to me and that was exactly what I told her. I was like, I'm really sorry to tell you, it's three more years, don't shoot the messenger. And she was like, that can't be, and that's not possible. And she's beautiful, and she got tons of attention. And she was actually sent to me by a man we both know who mm. was in love with her, right? And she wasn't gonna date him because they lived too far apart. They lived like two hours away. And I was like, uh, I would date him. That's not a good enough reason, honey. And he's like really psyched about you, and she was psyched about him. But it wasn't her whole story sure. that she wanted. It didn't fit her. The narrative. Right, and I was like, the whole thing you want isn't coming for three years. Well. Boom, three years later, boom. I was invited to a very small wedding. People often think like it happens because of me. <laughs> you're, just, you're, just, you're just reading the future. I had a client that made like $40 million and I predicted it ahead of time. I remember that one. All her friends started coming as though I was the source of the $40 million. I was like, I'm really, I, I, I don't even have that vein to tap. I'm really yeah. sorry. If I did, I'd already. I'd be on a private island. I would not exactly. be reading. Exactly. <laughs> this is great stuff. Um, <laughs> Even if I don't understand half of it, it's really, really... And he doesn't believe in it, but he's a really good friend. It's, it's really great He's stuff. a good sport. Um, my name is Evan Mark Katz. This is my friend Carol Allen. We're going to be back with the Love You podcast right after this, and we're going to hear some more client success stories and how the merging of astrology and relationships and how it could help you. Hey, this is Evan Mark Katz, dating coach for smart, strong, successful women, and your personal trainer for love. We're back with this Love You podcast with my friend Carol Allen. Um, now, we just heard uh, an inspirational client success story. I love to tell success stories. Um, uh, but to me, success isn't getting married. Right? A lot of people think that's the end of the story, right? especially if you've been single forever. I remember being right, 35, 36 and hundreds of dates and finally like, I feel like I crossed the finish line. Oh, I did. <laughs> I got married. And then I was like, oh my God, this is just the beginning of the rest of my life. This is the first chapter of the next 40 years. So that brings me to, to Carol and Carol's expertise, right? This is someone who you know, re reads charts, sees things that other people don't see, years of experience and wisdom, right? has her own 20- Married since the earth cooled. Married since the earth cooled. <laughs> married to a guy who's, who's very different than she is in, totally. a, in, in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, they're complementary pieces. That my, my wife and I are complementary pieces, but 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 different. Um, and I'm the O positive wife too. Thank you very much. I'd say I'd say that. <laughs> that again, that's why I said when Bill dies in the plane crash, right? So, so. Aww, um, take it back. Take it back. Take it. So, cancel. Cancel. So the 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 thing I'm talking about here is all right. Everybody's trying to find the guy. How do I get the guy? Yeah. A bigger question is not just get the guy, because again, you could fall in love with a guy, he could pledge his love to you, put a ring on your finger in three months, and congratulations, you're married. That doesn't necessarily mean that you got a great 40-year future ahead of you. Right. So how can a viewer or a listener distinguish between chemistry and compatibility? When we want, we want that intense chemistry. Right. right. We know it's not always a great predictor of the future, but it feels really, really good. And how do I know if we have what it takes to make it 
long term. Right. Uh, what, what would you tell those people? Well, you know, again, I always quote you. I love how practical you are. So he has the moon in Capricorn, which is very practical, and I have the sun in Capricorn, which is very practical. Um, can you, can so you even say what that means? Because it's not even. It's where the moon was when you were born. It's okay. a sign. And Capricorn is a very grounded, practical, pragmatic, prove it, show me. You know, okay. let's do what works. Let's not make it up. Let's like really test things. Okay. Really stay the course. It's a very like, you know, it's a practical it's sign. The earth things right. grow in the earth. It's stability. Okay, stable. All that stuff. It's great. So, uh, so you know, the word compatibility is huge because as an astrologer, I think most of us were introduced to astrology by horoscopes and then Linda Goodman. You know, sun signs like, ooh, hey, Capricorn. You're I know, I know what you are. Virgo and I'm, Taurus. I'm such a typical Leo, though. Yeah. I am. I'm like it's a, true. I'm like a caricature of a caricature of a Leo. <laughs> Here, let me take the thorn out of your paw. Hold I on. know. Hey. Dink. So, um, anyway, so so sun sign compatibility is is what I call pop astrology. It's it'd be nice if every Leo got along with every Aquarius in the world. There's so much more to it. Uh, but people turn to astrology because they're hoping, and this was me too, they're hoping, well, if I'm compatible, that means we've got it made in the shade, right? That means we're set, right? So when I was first with my husband and we were like, because ah, I had no relationship skills and I was young and insecure and unhappy in my life, uh, my first mentor said, oh, wow, you have the most compatibility I've ever seen in 29 years of your chart doing readings. Yeah, yeah, your chart and his chart. And I thought that meant we had a guarantee that we were like, nothing would ever possibly go wrong. So when we broke up, I was really shocked, right? I was like, but we, we, what, we, what, 29 years? Have you seen this chart, Bill? What? what are you <laughs> right, exactly. And so it's not, so compatibility I found is just one of what I call five critical keys to love. And one of the five, which is just as important, is the train that I was talking about, the train schedule. The other five, uh, the other of the five uh, are skills, like I said. So I got back together with the right guy when my train hit the station. I knew for seven years that the, when my train was hitting the love station, the marriage station. And three days into the window, this year window, here comes Mr. Mr. Perfect Compatibility, right? And But now the thing I had that I didn't have before was skills. I had information. I had knowledge of like how to communicate, differences between men and women. I almost feel like people's, people's fortunes and uh, moods are rising and falling with each sentence that comes out of your mouth, <laughs> right? Because it's, you know, it's in the stars, there's a compatibility report, there's a perfect guy for you. Oh, thank God. But you can blow but, it. But you, but you can screw it up if you don't learn something. And if you meet the right guy and it's the wrong time, you might not know he's the right guy. I didn't know. I've said that before. You could, I, I could introduce you to your husband now. He could bite you in the ass and you wouldn't even know I it. had no idea he was my husband. Yeah. I totally thought he was my 20-something fling. I just never. And I was totally in love with him. So I was like, what am I going to do? Because this is going to be hard to walk away from. And it was. It was devastating when mm -hmm. we broke up. And... Um, so, so, you know, so when people say, oh, we're so happy, we're so compatible, we get us along so well, what's amazing is the word compatibility, as I think of it, isn't just do you like each other, do you get along, do you like the same things, it's are, are your life paths compatible, mm -hmm. are you heading in the same direction, do, you, do your circumstances support you being together, all these things can actually be seen in the charts. And that's, and that's the thing, be, because I haven't 
dove deep in it, I, it's, it's, it's hard for me to understand. It's the stuff right. that I talk about on a, on a much more practical level. Right, but you right? know what you talk about? It's my favorite thing. And no, I don't. And it's more important than compatibility. I'm, I'm dying to know. And it actually in the ancient... But enough about me. Tell me more books. about me. <laughs> really? It's a caricature of a caricature of a Leo. And all they want is acknowledgement. But anyway, um, I have the moon there, so I know all about it. Um, so... So, in the ancient astrology books, when they the, they talk about mate selection, because mm -hmm. you know this is from India, right? So to this day, they arrange over ninety percent. I, I thought it was seventy. I have a lot of Indian clients 90. who uh, struggle with this. So do I. You've seen Meet the Patels yet? Yes. Okay. Great movie. And do you know he married somebody else? He did. Yeah. I did not know that. She <laughs> she, she went to college with me. His oh, sister, the filmmaker, went oh, to college with me. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So sweet. Such a great movie. Anyway, so in the ancient astrology books, they say before you consider how the charts go together, mm -hmm. consider the charts on their own and look for something called relationship capacity. So this is what you talk about all the time, is you want to be a healthy woman who responds to men in a way that men can still feel good, even if you're talking about difficult things, even if you're going through stress. A woman with high relationship capacity can actually be with a man that is where the compatibility isn't great mm -hmm. because she's so great, and if he's so great, then they'll have a great relationship this what, anyway. This is what I talk about, the type of wife. I know, right? like, I know. Well, and, and again, the, the studies that talk about the, the ideal partner, and again, this is not gender specific, right? Flexible, easygoing, willing to compromise, not seeking novelty, right? Not mm -hmm. neurotic, mm. right? If you are constantly looking for the next best thing, you're always insecure, you're always jealous, right? Right. Um, right. And you're argumentative and obstinate. It doesn't matter. I mean, again, to me, it doesn't matter what your chart says. It doesn't, nothing matters. If right. you're that person or if you're uh, trying to partner with that person, that's a recipe for friction. Yeah. Right. And I think that's, that's the and, hard part. And, of that. and that's where, that's where I struggle with Astrology is, 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 again, I, you know, if, if, if the chart says X, but he's an asshole, right. <laughs> like, you know, I don't, you know. But or, that's or actually not you struggling with astrology because a true astrologer can see if he's an asshole and will say, you might be incredibly compatible. He might make your toes curl. You might laugh at all the same things. You might want the same stuff uh -huh. and you will not be happy with this guy. This guy is an empty jar. This is an, a dry well. This and, is like, and we, we could always see someone's character from what totally. was written. Mm -hmm. That's fascinating. You can see character. Mm -hmm. You can see honesty. You can see, okay, so things like monogamy. So, you know, I write about celebrities a lot. Yeah. So like when Tiger Woods cheated, oh my God, his chart, 10 years before that, I was in an astrology class. One of my teachers put his chart on the wall and said, what's going to happen here? And we were all like, and he said, he will be with women of low character and they will take him down. He actually said he will have sex addiction. It's in his chart, like every way you slice it. Same with Jesse James. John Edwards, when that whole scandal happened, he has combinations in his chart that say like too independent to be married, like don't want to be constrained by, mm -hmm. you know, blah, blah, blah. So, so it's so helpful because what do women especially do? They go, if he really loved me, this has nothing he to do with you. He wouldn't cheat. If he really loved me, he wouldn't be moody. If he really loved me, he would work harder. If he really loved me, he wouldn't be depressed. If he really loved me, he'd be more fun. If he really loved me, and it has nothing to do with us. But we have that story often. Yeah, the idea that we can control 
other people's behavior and other people's circumstances when all we can do is nudge, right? Uh, dating coaching, um, relationship coaching could help you bring out the best in a partner. Right. Right, by being the best possible partner. Right. But you can't fundamentally change someone's stripes. Right. And I always tell people, you can't have a relationship based on your partner changing on your behalf. Right. 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 Let's assume that what you have right now is the best this, this it's ever going to be. This is it. Let's, right. let's assume it doesn't get better than this. Would you want to lock this in today? And that right there usually breaks up the relationship. And I just came back from this retreat. I bragged that I had, I had seven, seven, breakups. seven out of ten women in relationships. Oh. Right? Who started with me a year ago. Seven of them had boyfriends. That's, a, that's quite an accomplishment. Wow. But just because you have a boyfriend doesn't mean he's your future husband. Right. Right? And so we talked about, you know, real, you know, real struggles. You know, right. Uh, long distance relationship. Um, Guy having a kid with another woman out of wedlock. Uh, mm. um, uh, another one where the guy is clinically depressed. You know, so some really challenging relationships. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which there's a lot of feelings involved, but they may not stand the test of time. And right. you have to have the power to walk away and say, I could find another man, mm -hmm. right, who has all these characteristics and makes me feel the same way, just without these really stormy life circumstances where right. we can have a smoother ride. It doesn't have to be dragged down by these circumstances. And again, I couldn't tell you how much of that is written in the stars, but, right. but just, just looking at it as an objective third party. Right. It's, I'm so glad that you found this. this if you're not happy with this, though, right. just because you love him doesn't mean you have to stay. Well, and, you know, relationship research, which I love, has found that depressed people can have great marriages. People with... You know, OCD can have great marriages. People that drink too much can have great, like, it's interesting. There can, you can still work with limitations, but what you have to know, and this is back to know thyself, are you strong enough to handle that limitation? And is it is the love you share worth it? And that's where I love your advice of like, don't get married for at least two years. Like, really get to know each other, really take your time. Don't make big plans in the height of new love and all the hormones and all the, you know, all the chemicals, all the dopamine and the sure. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, so take your time. But some, of, some of us are running like the hero archetype, the martyr archetype, you know what I mean? And we find a situation where we have to always be the bigger person. You know, some people are actually happy always being the bigger person. Not that that's a great idea. I'm just saying. I, 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 it I think they might be wired that way, right? Right, to be the person who swoops in, right? The, it's the guy who saves the damsel in distress, right. or, or vice versa, right? Um, but it's um, not. It's hard to sustain. But 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 yeah, they may be comfortable in that role, right? Oh, when we get married, everything will be better because that person will feel safe now, and and actually, it's the stakes are higher. And there's more to lose. Well, it's also the and same, it's not. It's better. also the same flawed person that you right. were dating is now you're married to and you're hitched to, and it's a much bigger deal. Right. And so you said, I, you know, I think people are happy like that. Some I think, people are. I. I it's, I'm not recommending it. it yeah, I'm it's not. Saying. It's not my place to to right. to uh, say what someone else is feeling, but I will. I think um, if they're happy, they're almost happy in spite of themselves. And I think that's one of the challenging things. I would love to see this study about the depressed people because I wrote a blog post uh, years ago that still gets comments and lots of hate. And it was from a, a depressed woman mm. who said, um, uh, I'm, I, I'm a non-functional depressed woman. I can't work. I can't hold down a job. I can't do anything. Oh my gosh. Um, I have a, I have a wow. therapist and I'm on drugs. And, wow. and um, mm. my doctor says, you know, it's, you know, it's really not 
a great time for me to try to look for a relationship, but I don't want to be without love. I, I want to have it. Mm -hmm. you know, what do you think? Mm -hmm. right, so she was essentially looking for a second opinion from her doctor. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, I, I basically said a very practical thing, which is not that you don't you know, deserve love. I, would right. love. I would love for you to have love, but if you're looking to date a healthy guy, right. and he has a choice of you and your identical twin sister who isn't clinically depressed and can function right. and leave the house, why would he choose you? Right. right. What are you Which, providing? Exactly. He's he's taking on the burden of, right. of taking care of someone who's in trouble taking care of herself, and that's that's not an attack on you. That's just very practical. So, right. you know, you're left with a very small pool of men who want to take on someone else's. And again, you could you could do a gender role reversal. It's not right. right? So I gave this sort of you know cold, stark. Yeah, it's tougher if you are a five foot two man. It's tougher if you're a guy who's a struggling artist and has no money. It's tougher if you're if, 68, right? Yeah, if you're if you're a 68 year old woman who's right. severely overweight, there's no judgment involved. Right. We're just observing. Yes, it's it's much harder to find love if you're depressed. Right. And so if there's contradictory evidence, and and sure enough, depressed people could find love the same as everybody else. Well, that's, I would love I would love to know it because I'm always open to being wrong. Well, there's a spectrum, and she's obviously on the extreme end, so I don't know that the research I'm talking about would be... Helpful. Well, you've been depressed and I've been depressed, so again, I'm not... We're no, we're no one's... But no, not like that. But no one, yeah, but no one's talking about how wrong it is to be depressed. It's right. a terrible disease. Yeah. But, but I would tell somebody like that, because people will come to me all the time like, oh, I want love, I want... And I'm like, hey, so you're 40 and you've never had a boyfriend. Or, yeah. oh, hey, you're... Let's bring more love into your life. Like, get more friends. Can you join something? Like, I would tell somebody like that, and this isn't a joke, like, get a pet. Like... Get something that just loves you, mm -hmm. that is unconditional, that is just there for you, which sure. is a dog or a cat. Like, get that. Mm -hmm. And have that fill you first. And then, you know, take it take it step by step. Build up to people who talk and have opinions. You can have relationships with music, with art, with books, with, you know, we don't just have... Well, but that, that's the thing. Because I'm in the romantic relationship uh -huh. business, it's not that I don't have any patience for people who... Right. That. It's that but, that's all they but, ask but, about. No, what I'm saying, but like, if you're looking to date, right, and say, well, just, you know, just accept me for who I am, well, A, you better be able to accept him for who he is, and that's, that's another True. different challenge. Right. Um, and the hard part about men, I mean, some, I, I've, I've acknowledged, actually, uh, not to my public uh, uh, profile, uh, some of the people that are hardest to help are people who are really into animals. Mm, right. Interesting. Right. Some of my biggest dating coaching challenges are people who are really into animals. Okay. Um, because men are more complicated than animals. Oh, interesting. Right. They they have a different kind of free will. You they haven't could, met my dog. They, <laughs> but, saying, but but they, they they could talk back. They could break uh -huh. your heart. They could right right. So when someone's whole world is animals, which again, who doesn't love the kind of people who love animals and save animals? Right. But when your closest friends are animals, you lay that onto a human relationship. It's different. Right. And the complicated men are always going to fall short in your eyes. Right. And the dog that wags its tail every time you feed it. Right. Right. And just you know, looks up at you when you See, pet. I've only had pain in the ass pets, so <laughs> <laughs> they were actually an amazing training ground. <laughs> My husband and I, we have a dog where I was like, if we ever break up, you, no, you get the dog. No, you, no please, you take it. The opposite <laughs> right, of everybody else. Right, right. That's funny. We'd be in court, like, fighting over who has to take the dog. <laughs> We're gonna do one more. Uh, we're gonna do one more section because we haven't wrapped this thing up yet. <laughs> My name is Evan Mark Katz. This is Love You Podcast. This is Carol Allen, and we will be right back. <laughs>
<laughs> this is Evan Morgatz with the Love You Podcast. This is my friend Carol Allen. This will be our last segment. Um, uh, and such a, such a joy. <laughs> such a joy. Um, are you still coming to my party tomorrow night? I'm so excited. I turned down Adele tickets at the Staples Center in a private box to come to your party tomorrow So what does that say? About you or me. That I'm putting your face in it again yes. and again. You're a better friend. Again. You're a better friend than I am. No, it says a lot about how great your parties are. Uh, what's my wife to and thank I'm for that? I'm thrilled to be invited. Right. So, so um, uh, we've covered a lot all over the map uh, astrology, relationship advice, compatibility, self esteem. Um, all over the train schedule. So, all over the train schedule. Yeah. I see something I didn't know. I have a new metaphor. Um, if you could give one piece of advice to Single women. Uh huh. Right. And I, I, I actually, I always hate that question. And journalists will ask me that. What's the one? I was like, well, it depends on who she is. There's right, the, right, right. There's lots of, right, different circumstances. Can I give two? I have two. This is yours. So. So I've already said them. All right. And the first one is. So why are we repeating ourselves? Because I want to really hit it home. All right. You got to hear something fifty times to really get it. That's what I hear. I'm just going to tell them twice. Okay. Uh, take it as it comes, day at a time. Right. You had a great date. All it means is you had a great day. That's right. You had a great third date, all it means is you had a great third date. It can fall apart at any time. Yes. And you have the right to reevaluate it at any time. Just because totally. he gave you three good months doesn't mean great. you're in love with him and you stay forever. Brilliant. Any point in time, you're the CEO, you have the right to fire the intern. So stay with the action. Don't get ahead. And don't fly into the future. Don't name the kids. Don't, don't, don't read the last page of the book before you read the exactly. book. Exactly. Don't fast forward through the movie. Okay. Uh, and then the next one is, you know, Really make an effort and get strategic and Goya. Goya. Suit up and show up. Just get off your ass and have a good attitude and enjoy. And if you're on a date and he's clearly not your guy, like how can you have a nice time anyway? You know, maybe he's for your friend. Maybe his brother is your husband. Maybe I'm so glad you said that. I mean, yeah. like I didn't know you were gonna say that. This was not obviously not scripted, but um, what what I tell women in the first date module of Love You is, yeah, you're the CEO, but ultimately it's your job to get the job offer, right? How powerful would it be if every time you went out with a guy, he said, that was the best date I ever had, I can't wait to see her again. Amazing. If it's literally every guy, Amazing. Right? and some people say, oh, it's a burden, he might try to kiss me, it might. There's such power in leaving someone with a positive feeling, and when so I was single slutting around, if I knew I wasn't gonna see her again, I didn't pull away and ask for a check after 45 minutes, I had another drink, and I was like, all right, let's just make this thing count and yeah. leave her with a right. You leave might her with learn a good something. You might make a friend. Lots of friends. You probably had a lot of hot makeouts anyway. You G know how to make the best of the circumstances. You know, because you're just a giver. I'm a giver. I'm a giver. <laughs> Sacrificing. No, but 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 <laughs> I, I really did believe that that uh, just because you're not attracted to someone or you don't see a future with them doesn't mean you have to ruin their night. Well, and what people say to me all the time is, I don't want to get hurt and I don't want to waste my time. Yes. And I'm like, great, then get out of the game. Like, close up shop because dating is messy and human relationships are full of, you know, the person you love most in the world is going to hurt you the most in the world. Like, you're going to get hurt. You know, nobody means unless to. You, unless you cocoon yourself. Right, right. right. And you at, cut yourself at, off at from your life. job. And, right, and, right. And, and then you never, have, you never run the risk of having that really special, life changing, transcendent love. Right. right? It, just, it just caps your ability to love. But, you do, you do protect yourself from getting hurt by never going out. And you have a super boring life, right. 
Right. So, you know, I have a unique experience in that I do something ancient and from India. So I hear from women from India all the time. I hear from women from Nepal. I hear from women from third world foreign countries. And they can't date, many of them. Yeah. They can't pick their husbands. They, they, so when women say to me, I'm so sick of dating, I'm like, do you know how lucky you are? I mean, 100 years ago here, we couldn't to date practically. Yeah. To have choice, to marry who you want, to sleep with who you want, to live with who you want, well, again, to be it, able it, we've to got, it, We've gone from the practical marriage right. to the go to the other end of the spectrum, the eat, pray, love, transcendent, he's my champion marriage. Oh my God, I just have to say something. So, you know, poor Elizabeth. Gilbert, and maybe not poor, maybe she's perfectly fine. I think but she's wealthy, but she's yes. She's getting but, but divorced. She's, but yes, she's going to be single again. I just was perusing Eat, Pray, Love for a reason I won't disclose. But anyway, I was slipping through it. And the night she met her husband, he said to her, you just spent the evening talking to the biggest bullshitter on the island, okay? And ding, 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 ding. Men will tell you what's wrong with them on the first date, ladies. We call that believe the negatives, ignore the positives. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, wow, crazy. So yeah. the thing I would say for women in relationships, if yes. you, because you I, have I was women, about to pivot there, right? So, yes, okay. 20%. Yeah, so that was great advice for single women. Get out there, take One it a day, day at a time. time. and, you know. So, so now you have a relationship. It's a boyfriend, maybe a marriage. We'll start with boyfriend for my, my okay. listeners, my readers. Um, how do you cultivate this? How do you make the best of the circumstance? And how do you avoid getting hurt and wasting your time? Oh, my God. How much more time do we have? <laughs> five, five minutes. Okay, so my favorite love advice of all time. I did not invent this. This is from... Something Indian. Justin Sterling. Oh, this doesn't this sound Indian at all. Sterling Institute okay. Relationship. No. Um, yeah. So, and he wrote an amazing book called uh, Have the Relationship You... No. It's not that one. It's, it's, it's what really works with men, how to solve 90% of your relationship problems in 10 minutes a day or less. I think I think just by giving that title, you've just taken any chance that anybody's going to click on either of our two websites at okay. the end of this, but go well, on. It's completely brilliant. Okay. And again, I was in the relationship that was totally turbulent and sure. now married to the guy. Who, no says, turbulence, I'm sorry. Who says, I'm sorry every morning. No turbulence <laughs> anymore, okay. right? He actually doesn't. It's a joke. Okay, so... My favorite love advice for people in relationships, ready, set. Now, you can only do this once you're really in and it's serious and it's committed. Don't do this for guys you've just met or yeah. you're just getting to know. It's give him what he wants when he wants it. No more, no less. Now. I got it. Women are like, what? Okay, if you're with it. somebody who wants things that you're comfortable with, right? This helps you to discover, am I with somebody I'm comfortable with? Does he, you know, if you can't give a man what he wants when he wants it, then it tells you that you might not be with the right guy, right? And what it does... If it's that, if it's that hard to do, it speaks right. for itself. Totally. What if he wants is unreasonable? Well, then he's not your guy. Right. Or you say, you can always say no to anything that doesn't feel safe or comfortable or that's not aligned with your values or that threatens your property. I just got interviewed for a quickie thing in, in Glamour magazine. There was a husband, there was a boyfriend who says, uh, I want sex three times a day. And, uh, there are they, women that want they, they were asking me for advice, and she's like, I'm willing to do it once a day and twice a day on the weekends, but I can't do more than that. And she's I, awesome. That's what I was like. I was like, <laughs> That's crazy. I said, my advice is, he needs to find someone else. The good news, it'll be much easier for you to find someone <laughs> than it'll be for him to find someone to meet that need. He also might want to look at why is he so compulsive. Sep separate question. Okay. Right? This was her question. Yeah, that's psychology. Am, 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 yeah, am I am I being enough of a girlfriend? Am I I'm trying to give him what he wants? Right. Right. And right. I'm like, 
but don't stay because, right, like, yeah. if he's dissatisfied with the once a day, this, this breakneck pace, um, <laughs> I, you know, again, good luck finding the, you know, a, 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 a good woman who wants to sleep with you three times a day, yeah. have a nice smooth marriage and that. So, wow. so again, uh, back to your advice, right. give him what he want, what he wants it, but no more and no less. Right. Now that's hard. That's the boundaries. For people is yes. you know, overgiving. I overgive. That's hard, you know. And 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 undergiving isn't. It's like you kind of get what you want, but not enough, right? Now the thing that happens when we do this is our partner will follow suit. Yes. Because people say to me all the time, "Well, why should I?" And I'm like, yes. "You don't get it. I don't want to be taken advantage Your of by guy selfish guys." Will be so happy with you that when you go, "Hey, I want to go do this," or "Hey, I want to buy this thing," or "Hey, I want to," he's going to be like, "Okay." And I will tell you, it is so helpful. This is like my North Star. So That's such a simple phrase. It's again, it's what we, what I teach. I just never said it as succinctly. Yeah. That's, and that's so that's so wonderful. When both people are striving to give the other one what they want when yeah. they want it, it, that is a happy forever relationship. It's magic. Yep. It's it's absolutely magic. I was I was, yep. I was telling you, like my wife went out with her mom friends. They saw bad moms last night, and I was with the kids and cleaning up poop and exploding toilets and just, you know. Refrigerator breaking and it's a disaster, and that's not that's that's not like a a, a big sacrifice. My wife wanted to go out with her friends. Why right. should she have to be? She didn't know that that, that everything the, the, was going to go down. The shit was going to go down. And um, you know, when 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 uh, she asked me, you know, what did I want for my birthday? I was like, we've got so much going on. I don't even need a birthday. So. Of course, she planned a birthday party for me, invited my, my you know, a, a handful of my closest friends and came up with a theme and I a pool, pool party. And, but I'm saying, but like, right. but right. she knows me well enough. And I, w I actually wouldn't but have But if you really didn't like parties and she threw you a party, that would be breaking the rule. No, I guess like, here, right. know, she knows I, I, I love parties and I like to be the center of attention. But this year we were really overextended. And I was like, you know what? We're doing enough. I don't need it. She took it upon herself. Cute. And, and so it was no trouble to me. The trouble with parties is that it's, they're pain in the ass. Right. Right. But of course I want a birthday party. Of course you know I, I stay till three in the morning cleaning. Of course I want to see. Of course <laughs> I want to see my closest friends. Right. So, so yeah, uh, it, it's I put memes up on Facebook. Things just like what what you just said. Right. Give, trust. Right. Give more. Don't keep score. And if you're the one person who's a giver who accepts him as he is without trying to change him, he's going to be so grateful. Right. Right. I can't tell you how many of my clients, my love you graduates, are like, my boyfriend says he's never met anybody like me. Right. And it's all because they're embodying this 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 very basic so principle of giving. Then when he goes home and there's 17 emails or whatever, 17 swipes, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Because you're the only place to go. Yes. I'm so Perfect grateful. Perfect place to stop. I'm so, no, I'm so grateful again. And this is again, this is someone who who, who has a, a 20 year marriage, and um, I, you know, I don't I don't take it lightly. A lot of people have chosen such selfish men and refused to extricate from the situation. Mm. So they've become convinced that giving, well, I've already right. given, so I'm going to stop. The only way to you know treat men is to right right show them who's boss or some some form of that instead of saying well. In any relationship, you have to be with a giver. Right. Right. You can't just be the only person who's giving. Right. You have to receive in return. But by creating the conditions, right? You know, my wife, she's just like the nicest person in the world. Yeah. You can't be with her without thinking, I got to do better. <laughs> I just, I, I got to, I got to do better. What, what can I do to make you happy today? Right. Right. And you could train someone to be that way without lecturing him. You got to do more for me. Right. You lead by example. Right. And so that's what we're talking about here is leading by example. So thank yeah. you for that.
Thank you. That so much wisdom. fun. And congratulations to all of you for finding Evan and for putting in the time. And if you're still watching, woohoo! Big <laughs> high five. High ten. So, Carol Allen. Yes. How could we find you? What? What? How could you help the people who've made it to the end of this interview, the six of them? How could you help them um, uh, succeed in relationships, again, through the prism of Vedic astrology um, and teach them something that I am incapable of teaching? So I have a world of fun at loveisinthestars.com. Very catchy. Loveisinthestars.com. Yeah, the, the, there should be a link below on the YouTube yes, video. Yes, there is. And uh, I have 13, I have like 15 things there. Oh I my give God. live events, but... In terms of the astrology thing, I have reports. I have compatibility reports that are crazy amazing, written by a mentor of mine. I have capacity reports to tell you if a guy is too broken or healthy enough to be with you. Mm -hmm. I have timing reports to tell you if you're like in the middle of the desert. <laughs> and, is that the train or the Doppler effect or the like, weather? It's like it's like an ice storm. Okay. And there's no train in sight. <laughs> okay. I'd like to know that. And when it will end and what to do to survive it, right? So I have all kinds of fun uh, there. And uh, and I have a newsletter where I cover, like, world events and, and Clinton's winning. But anyway, um, and, yeah. And, you know, the, the again, candidly, the only thing that I do know uh, of Carol's extensive product line is she's got a program that I wish I came up with myself. It's called uh -huh. What Men Want. And Carol interviewed nine? Nine, yeah. Nine male dating and relationship experts. I was honored to be included as one From of them. From all phases of life. Some of you are divorced three times. Some of you are, you know, 60. Some of you are just married. Some of you just had a baby. Yeah. Some of you are so dating. So you, you get this broad cross-section of yeah. what guys are actually thinking. And again, it's the and thing the I... And the only complaint I get about it is, <laughs> is your that laugh? they all say, <laughs> well, yeah, that, totally. One woman wrote, you're like a giddy schoolgirl with these guys. I was like, thank you for noticing. You are so right. It is very hard to stay Walter Cronkite interviewing <laughs> like nine hot male relationship experts, right? But um, the, the, the real complaint I get is that you all say so much of the same stuff. And I'm like, that's good. If there's consensus about m what men want, then you don't have to like worry so much. You can just like relax and go, oh, he's a guy. Therefore, this will work. <laughs> and that's that's really largely what I've been trying to say. You don't need to talk to nine. Uh, you got me. But... <laughs> <laughs> Truly, but it's it, it is a great product and it's something that Thank I en you. endorse. If you need to hear other male voices saying some version of the same thing, it's also just tons of fun. It yeah. is, it, yeah. it is, and I I know I know pretty much everybody you interviewed personally. Yeah, I'm just sure it was I think highly the first interview. Highly yeah. entertaining, I'm betting. Yeah. It was great. It was so great. anyway. So thank you for being a part of that. And thank and you for plugging it. And thank Yay. you for sticking with me here on this uh, Love You podcast. My name is Evan Mark Katz. I am the dating coach for smart, strong, successful women and your personal trainer for love. If you enjoyed this podcast, please click the subscribe button. Um, uh, go to follow me on Facebook. We got 65,000 people there or so he right now. the best blogs in the industry. Not even plugging sure. the blog. I already give away too much free stuff. But so good. There's a blog where there's a million people a month. At Evan Mark Katz on Twitter. And most importantly, if you want to find the love you deserve, go to the link evanmarkcats.com, give me your name and email address and I will give you free dating and relationship advice until you don't need free dating and relationship advice. Thank you so much for being here. I will be with you next week. Bye.